the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group. The West Automotive Group presents Auto Talk Radio with host Brian Bowersock. Today's show is brought to you by West Escondido, West El Cajon, West Kearney Mesa, and West Miramar Automotive and Transmission. All part of the West Automotive Group. Get your automotive questions answered. Call Brian at 1-888-344-1170. That's 1-888-344-1170. Now, here's your Auto Talk host, Brian Bowersock. All right, folks. Welcome to Auto Talk Radio. I'm your host, Brian Bowersock. In the house with me is my producer, Brendan. What's up? What's up? What's up? Oh, I'm loud. You right. mit, you missed me last week, didn't I you? I did. I did. I was mentioning to you, uh, I, I don't know if it was email, text message, or just today, and I said, it's really lonely in this street. <laughs> <laughs> well... Uh, it was so weird. I was hearing your voice everywhere I went for some reason. Everywhere you went. It was like the ghost of a past. Hey, you know, uh, on, on a note uh, about the shop real quick, before I, something I, which is funny. I uh, got scared today. I, I stopped by the Kearney Mesa store to grab up some stuff. Uh-huh. And I walked out in the shop, and there was a rabbit in there. A rabbit? Yeah, and it pew, went by. I almost, yeah, you know, I... There's not supposed to be anything moving around inside there. There's yeah. nobody there this morning. Did so. you let him out at least? Yeah, I opened the garage oh, door and tried to chase him out, and he took. A, I think he went out, but okay. I couldn't find him then, so I presume he did. Guess what I found What's underneath that? my car? Not one, not two, but three raccoons. I was just. Oh, I was baby raccoons or big raccoons? Baby raccoons. For oh sure. no. no! Are they no. okay? Oh, absolutely. They scurried off as soon oh, good, as I good. got close to my car. I just saw a tail underneath, and I looked underneath, and then. They didn't like pop at my face. I should say they ran away from me. Well, good quickly. thing Mama wasn't there because she popped in your face. Oh, she would have. Yeah, she would have got. That'd me. have been not funny. But no. I mean, if I showed up here and you have scratches all over your face, <laughs> I Brandon, said, uh, what happened? Uh, I could explain. I got attacked by a raccoon <laughs> that was taking over my car. So you got to be careful with those. Like that rabbit could have come on on a car. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Because they get up under the hood, just like uh, cats, cats do and yep. rats, the things you don't want under your hood, for sure. Mm-hmm. But a, a rabbit can do a lot of damage, too, because they're chewers, too. Right. So, right. But they typically don't chew uh, as much like um, rats love to chew wiring harnesses. Mm-hmm. Varmints cause a lot of damage Raccoons to really like the dumpsters, mostly. That's about it. Raccoons so. are looking for food. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So don't leave food on, on, on your engine and you're pretty safe. Okay, good. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, pretty safe. They were probably just trucking through the parking lot and decided to go under your car and pass by. Oh, so, for sure. Yeah. Unless you got a peanut butter and jelly taped to the other side. No, but I have that secret hash brown set. <laughs> <laughs> they can smell that. Yeah, raccoons are cool. It, anyway. Did you hear that news break earlier mm. about Oregon? Uh, they're getting rid of uh, um, uh, the, the now I can yeah, self-serve so, gas there. Correct. So a requirement there was you could not, and, and the reason that was signed in years ago is not that they thought that motors weren't smart enough to fuel their car, but um, the governor that did it, and it's been quite a while, and th- th- this is at least my understanding of that law, was to provide jobs. Right. So if you had to hire a, an attendant to run around out there and pump gas, it was creating another job every gas station. He thought that was a great idea, um, which I guess in one aspect is. And the other aspect it was kind of annoying. Have, have you ever traveled up there? Yeah, I, I uh, went through Oregon moving down from Washington and had to deal with that. Never had to deal with that in New Jersey because every time I drove through, it was on the New Jersey Turnpike. and We I didn't stop for there. gas. No, we did stop for gas, but they, they would never – pump us there in that turnpike area well maybe that that's because it's on the turnpike ago. okay gotcha. possibly i don't know i have oh. no idea but they i heard that new jersey is the only state with that left correct yeah so and i wonder if they put it in place for the same reason i'm assuming so because otherwise i don't see any real big purpose unless I, I i'm not understanding if people are stealing card information and they find this is an extra point of security too possibly no no i, don't know. I, I seriously think that uh um 
it, well, from what I understand, like I said, it was about creating jobs. Now, boy, there is going to be a lot of uh, pump station attendants uh, looking, I mean, going to have to reinvent themselves. Right. Maybe there's going to be a lot of attendants at, you know, at a repair facility like us. There were, We have one at each place that drives a shuttle and cleans mm-hmm. the floors and stuff. So, you know, always job opening. So right. you folks up there in Oregon, if you're looking for something to do, come to Southern California. We'll find jobs for you. Yeah. Maybe. Actually, and, you, we, and, and you'll get some wonderful weather to boost. We have more jobs than we have workers available. So, yeah. 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 You know, uh, you know, who's uh, uh, there's a new commercial out speaking of jobs. Um, South Dakota, the governor of South Dakota, she's in a welding. She's welding, flips up her helmet and she talks to everybody about how they're getting trying to get people to move South Dakota mm-hmm. uh, for they have lots of jobs. They don't have enough people. It's very interesting. Yeah. But that is true in almost every industry right now. We have more jobs than people. So, you know, smart and if you are, then come to Southern California if you'd like to be in the automotive field. Yay. Yeah. There you go. Fixing cars. It's what we do. Uh, yeah. So interesting. Uh, you know why I was gone? Tony Bennett passed away. Yeah. That moment. was really sad. Yep. I saw uh, my buddy Dave Scott did a did an interview thing for the news and stuff about him because Dave's really in the music scene. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say there was a, some other ones. Uh, the original bassist of Eagles passed away. He did. Sinead O'Connor. Sinead O'Connor passed away, and she was only like 56 years old. Or yeah. Did they ever say what she passed away from? Not yet, but from the sounds of it and the evidence of it, it sounds pretty, Like you know, cancer? Dark. No. Drugs? No. Uh, yeah. Suicide? Uh, yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. uh, bummer. But she's been dealing with that for years. You yeah. Know, so. Well, some of the best artists in the world have you know what what was uh amy winehouse didn't she she she, she died of alcohol them? poisoning there yeah, well that's what i'm saying she had struggles in her life yeah. she died young though wasn't she 24 25 right actually something? i thought it's 27 when 27. jim morrison died too same age didn't he uh, i believe so yeah uh, was he also alcohol no i don't know i think he just some kind of over i don't know uh 27 years old for 20, amy winehouse uh 27 for jim morrison then too i think I'm looking it up. Hold on. Here we all go. Right, folks, 27. But, yeah, 27. Yep, yep. They all died at 27 for some weird reason. All right, 1-888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. So that me and Brendan don't continue to ramble on about things that are not automotive related, which kind of do. But uh, it's just some good stuff in, in history and things going on. But the gas thing, you're right, in Oregon. So something new. Do you things, think New Jersey is going to get rid of it then? I don't think so. Why not? I don't know. I think I think if you're trying to save some money in some places because our economy is such a struggle, mm-hmm. I would think you would. That's one of the. I, I wouldn't say first things, but you it's would, one of the things on your mind probably. You, you would think eliminating that job, you could lower gas prices. That's for sure. That's what I'm thinking too. Well, do you think you could? No or no? That's a that's a federal thing to do, isn't it? Where they get they get to decide whether to no, lower. No, there's state taxes. There's, oh, okay. there's state and local taxes on fuel also. Okay. There's federal taxes, highway tax also. Yes, absolutely. That's but what I was, yeah. There's a lot of tax on fuel. If you actually broke down the cost of fuel and looked at it, it's not the fuel that costs a lot. It's the taxes, it's the taxes. that cost a lot. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's taxes um, because they go by miles you drive and everything else. That's that's how you get taxed on that um, is when you purchase fuel. So that's why they were trying to come up with like a mileage tax. Because of the EVs, which we're talking about today, EV cars, they were trying to come up with a, a way, and some DMVs have, and I don't know if California did or not, but um, I do know, and, and we're going to talk about this, obviously, but um, EVs have a higher insurance uh, premiums, um, and they were talking about um, creating uh a tax for mileage on these vehicles because they don't pay any fuel tax, right? So they're losing. Yeah, I don't think they thought this out when they decided that that's the full direction they wanted to go. Of course so. not. Again, this is the whole putting the cart before the horse. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You know, I don't know if anybody's ever had a cart or a horse, but if you put the cart in front of the horse, they, the they horse doesn't know fi- what to do. I was going to say they mean that figuratively. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's... <laughs> Actually, I, I, I think they used to use that in the old days. Like, that's this is probably a really old saying. Don't put your cart in front of the horse. No? Yeah. No, nothing so... happens. <laughs> well, the horse can't pull the cart from, from behind it. Right. So, anyway, let's be realistic. Come on. Any cool things coming out the shop as of late? Did, uh, any big news? Crazy stuff? busy, just trucking along. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, just really everything's going really swimmingly. Nice. Yeah. So um, I, I I always do get worried with like some businesses when they open another location. I'm like, oh man, because you're just adding another layer to your already busy schedule. But it sounds like you know everything's handling very fine. And well, that was yeah. the easiest one that we did For because sure. the whole crew was amazing. We just kept the whole crew. They didn't have to replace them, yeah. nothing like that. You honestly just Paul's put, been over there doing name on the sign. Change basically. the sign name and well, you got to change all the business names well, yes. and processes yes, that we yes. set up uh, that's, and all that. But. Okay, yeah, but, but in terms of actual, like, the inside part of the business part, you know. Yeah. yeah, no, no. So this one was really easy compared to all the others. I mean, all the all the other ones, we kind of ripped them apart and started over, you know, but uh, yeah, it's working good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you know, um, so far, so good. Everything's going great. Everything's mm-hmm. great people and, and uh that's it. And then somebody always asked me like this. And somebody asked me the other day, oh, you're going to do another one? I was like, well, I wasn't planning on doing this one when I did it. It just fell into place and it was right and, and all that. So we'll always see, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just uh, just uh, creating the best experience out there that's possible for everybody if they need their car repaired. So, you know. But if you have automotive-related questions, one 888 1170 That's 888-344-1170. We're talking all things automotive. Um, follow them behind my uh, garden peeps. They had some good information today, I heard. I was listening when I was cruising in. Uh, so uh, always good stuff, you know. If I need plant information, I call my garden friends. They know what to do. So Because uh, I've had my struggles with plants. That I, My Ming plant is always challenging me i've kept this one alive for a while now but uh still doesn't look as good as it did when it was new and i made a, a commitment to myself brendan if my ming plant dies this one i'm not doing another ming plant because they're a lot of work yes exactly but yeah. yeah so anyway this is my second ming plant i killed the first one so that happens mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You don't have any plants in your uh No, I I, I'm I continuously tell my wife I'm a plant killer. So if you if you even get a fake plant, I'm gonna kill it somehow. I don't know how, but I'm gonna kill it. (laughs) I'm a plant killer. Well I'm the worst at it. I can't take care of plants, honestly. I really there's some people that just have that green thumb and I just have the dying thumb. <laughs> you have the brown thumb. The brown thumb. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, folks. one 888 1170 We come back. We're going to start uh, talking about uh, the cost of owning an EV and uh, items everyone should know before purchasing an EV. Uh, one of the things we jumped right into there, talking about how they're doing away with uh, 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 attendance on the fuel um, islands up in Oregon, um, but uh, also how they're going to need to uh, uh, figure out uh, a tax that uh, for these people with all these EVs because they're going to lose all the fuel tax. So, and, and I know they're working on this, trust me. So, one 344 anything automotive related, you're listening uh, to Auto Talk Radio on The Answer San Diego, 1170 and 96.1 FM. We'll be right back after these messages. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. All right, folks. Welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. Once again, one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Anything automotive related, we're here to chat with you about. We're talking about a little bit of plants and a little bit of fuel stuff, and lots of EV stuff coming up here. Um, I do want to remind you, Auto Talk Radio is brought to you by the West Automotive Group, which consists of West Escondido Automotive and Transmission up at twenty two hundred Auto Parkway in Escondido. AAA approved and star certified, taking care of folks over there for. 30 years up there. And West El Cajon Automotive and Transmission, 844 North Johnson Avenue in El Cajon, AAA approved and uh, taking care of folks out there in the East County for uh, over 10 years. And West Kearney Mesa Automotive and Transmission, right? Central San Diego, 8027 Balboa Avenue, AAA approved and smog certified, taking care of folks uh, there in Central San Diego for over six years. 
and West Miramar Automotive and Transmission, 5726 Miramar Road, Neastgate Mall, AAA approved and star certified for smog, taking care of folks over there for uh, over four years, believe it or not. Wow. And of course, there's now West Oceanside Automotive and Transmission, 229 South Coast Highway, taking care of folks over there for about four months now, although it was an amazing facility before. So, uh, great crew there and everything's together. Just was a no-brainer to make them part of uh, the West Automotive Group. So, they're doing well over there in uh, Oceanside, cranking away and doing their thing. All of us at the West Automotive Group, me, myself, and my employees come together to bring you Auto Talk Radio for one simple reason. We believe in the same philosophy. We never put money ahead of people. They're important to us. Stop in to have your vehicle service repaired and find out what quality automotive service repair is all about for sure. Um, and the West Automotive Group is proud to offer six months no interest at all of our locations. Just ask your service consultant or one of my uh, service managers and they'll get you all set up with a West Automotive Group card on approved credit, of course. Um, you can also take advantage of our proper diagnosis. You have a transmission problem, certain care diagnosis, you have any other drivability concerns, let's get it in and get it diagnosed properly. As I always say, one of the things that I talk about all the time is that the best money spent on any repair is on a qualified technician to diagnose your vehicle properly. That is the best money you will ever spend because in the long run, it saves you a ton of money. Uh, good stuff. You can jump on westautomotivegroup.com and uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We send out little tips. By the way, check out our new website which we just had redone, uh, looks amazing and uh, very functional. Uh, so up-to-date, new stuff. Um, but, yeah, give it a check out, westautomotivegroup.com. You can also check out uh, um, podcasts from the Auto Talk Radio. Click on them there. And also uh, you can check out our YouTube channel directly from there, uh, The Auto Man, uh, where I'm the Auto Man for the CW and Fox 5. So check that all out. Just go to westautomotivegroup.com or make an appointment to get in, et cetera. Or you can email me anytime at autotalk at westautomotivegroup.com. But today, give us a call here, 1-888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Anything automotive-related, we'll talk to you about it. Um, Podcasts for us, uh, the show, are also available through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Deezer, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio.com, and TuneIn. So pick them up where you can get them. All right, let's see here. Let's see what Bruce is up to. Good morning, Bruce. Uh, good morning. My son has a, a 05 Grand Cherokee Limited with the 5.7 Hemi, mm-hmm. and uh, he recently had uh, engine failure, and uh, he handled the whole thing. And he, uh, he not too uh, long ago, re- already replaced the tranny in it, mm-hmm. so he had some money in the car. Gotcha. And uh, he uh, he had then decided to replace the engine with a remanufactured and uh, he went ahead and did the 5.7 liter Hemi. So he's got the identical drivetrain now. Mm-hmm. My, my thoughts were, uh, or at least my advice was to him, why don't, if, since you don't need that massive horsepower anymore, he's not into that sort of stuff so much now. Uh, why not just get the uh, 3.6 uh, liter uh, 3.7 i forgot which one the the v6 engine and uh be a lot cheaper to do that is is that within the realm of possibility and and uh, i mean is there a good is it a good choice or would you have done the 5.7 well first off to to swap those motors out because of everything involved in it, it it's just not cost effective um, you might say the engine's cheaper to purchase and it's cheaper to operate the vehicle. That's great. Except for the wiring harness is different. The powertrain control module's different. The programming's all different. Everything's different. Everything's different. So and, it's kind of pro- probably bring the price right back up to, to it as if you've done the 5.7. Yeah, you would never. Yeah, no. So d- what you do is if you want to go to the smaller motor, you put a 5.7 in that car and then you sell it and then you go buy one with a 3.6. Yeah, it's not feasible to, uh, it's not like the old days. You can't, it just does not work as far as that goes. And also, um, those between the 5.7 and the 3.6, there's a different transmission in that vehicle. Oh, oh, I wasn't aware of any of this. So. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's what I'm just saying. I, I, I've had people say, the other one that people often say is like, I'd like to switch from a stick shift to an automatic. All right, once again, 
different powertrain control module, different programming, different, you know, there's all kinds of things. It goes, hey, if you want to switch from a stick to a manual or a stick to an automatic, I mean, or automatic to a stick shift, sell that vehicle and go find one that's a stick shift or not, whatever you're looking for, because it's just not cost effective. Um, and it, by the time you're done, even if you did it yourself, Without the labor, it would you'd have so much money wrapped up in the vehicle, it'd be ridiculous. So, um, and and usually things don't work right either, and then you have a problem. And second off, that vehicle when you go to smog it, um, it's going to be a problem here in California because um, you have to change everything over to be smog legal as far as that goes. So the the mission stickers, the VIN doesn't match that motor. There's a lot that goes on with that. So terrible. Gotcha. That's just not, so- just not a good idea. Yeah, and he just got the car back uh, yesterday, so uh, he's going to hold it for a while just to get to, <clears throat> some use out of the, this investment. And mm-hmm. absolutely, but then I, uh, his concern and our concern was, uh, you know, being that it has all the original, well, most of the original hoses and all that stuff that is breaking down, that'll uh, it'll still give problems, and that. Uh, emissions wise for at least and uh, so he's just going to keep it for a while anyway there you go uh, okay well i appreciate your help in this yeah no problem always great to talk to you bruce you have a wonderful safe weekend you too okay bye now bye now so good good stuff anyway um Bruce always has great questions, and that that is a good question. I we hear that from folks here and there, you know, wanting, like I said, a lot of times more. It's, uh, hey, I'd rather uh, uh, I have a stick shift. I want an automatic now. Can we just switch it out? Yeah, not very feasible at all. So, okay, folks, we're going to talk a bit about uh, uh, EVs and and as you know, there's a the big push to. Uh, um, move into electric vehicles only being sold here in 2035, I believe, is the year we're shooting for here in California. Um, and there's a lot to uh, uh, that in, in what, in, you know, that, that, and the reason I decided to talk about this, not only, it's an ongoing topic for us and everybody out there, um, obviously, but uh, there's so many things to think about when it comes to EVs and switching things over or, or et cetera. So, um, in 2012, there were only eight options if you wanted to purchase an EV. Most vehicles then had a 75-mile range. That was it. That is as far as you could go with them. 2022, there are over 100 options, and most vehicles have over a 250-mile range now, which is true. And as we've stated, electrical vehicles are not, not the worst, worst idea, um, if you like run all around town and and uh, you know spend the day doing that, I think car they can be great for that. Do I want to use one to travel? Nope. Do I want to tell somebody I can't have a gas vehicle? I do like my gas vehicle. I feel like I have more freedom with it than you do with an electric vehicle. But there you go. Um, as we discussed, we've seen the lines. Uh, folks going to Vegas uh, out in uh, Barstow there stopped to, to program. Or plug in and recharge, I should say, not program. Um, but uh, yeah, us people in in, in uh, ICEs, internal combustion engine cars, go floating right by, or stop at the gas station, fill up quickly, and we're on our way. So there's a lot to be worked on with this whole system. Um, you still like in what we're talking about. Even if you own an EV, you still will be uh, paying the gas tax, which is the tax you pay when your fuel will go for road maintenance. Most states have now incorporated this is a line on your registration for your EV, and it's over two hundred dollars a year. So that's where they're getting the gas tax money, which I was talking about. Uh, in most states, and as equivalent, if you drove an F two fifty pickup, fifty thousand miles a year in taxes. So that's a that's a healthy uh, fuel tax there, but. They need to get the money from somewhere, right? Tesla's also now started charging for cables that they supply with the vehicle, and they average between two hundred to four hundred dollars extra over the purchase price. So, there you go. One of those things going on for sure. Um, you, the, you know, this whole EV push is very interesting. Like I said, I don't. 
the whole one of the things with this that I would think would be so important is they could just roll these out and make them for who wants to purchase an EV. What a much better thing instead of mandating and requiring that you have to. Uh, so many people. Well, everybody's gonna have to now purchase electric vehicles is their idea by 2035. I still think by 2035 before then, there's going to be something newer and better. There's so many uh, uh, fuel cell options that there are in um, uh, work right now that I just don't see the electric vehicle being an answer. And then as I'm watching the national news last week, as you know, and it's still hot across Texas and all that, um, very interesting they're telling everybody that uh um you know hey don't be charging your electric vehicles it's too hot you're overtaxing the grid and all that what what's going to happen when we're all driving electric vehicles brendan well i'm imagining a lot of blackouts and <laughs> brownouts all that stuff yeah, so. nothing good huh they're probably not going to fix the uh the uh grid before we get to there so no i seriously think that 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 law is going to go away though i do I think that the, I hope so. We'll have a different, like I said, there's so many different fuel cell options that are in in uh, development right now. Mm-hmm. I before know, then, something's going to happen because electric uh, vehicles just aren't the answer to make everybody have them. Right. I, think, right. I know. I was going to say that BMW already made a public statement saying that um, e- uh, even with the time coming closer, they're they're like one of the very few dealerships I. Or, or not dealerships, uh, uh, car companies, manufacturers. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, they're one of the very few manufacturers I've said publicly that uh, they're still going to be making combustible engines uh, by that time. And even then, they say that it's too soon to think of an EV uh, solution right now. Still, so yeah. I mean, g- good on them for actually, you know, being truthful to the public out there and letting them know what's going on. Really, because honestly, the. the it's conformity and i just feel as if uh car companies should be upset with this whole situation but it's uh, a it's just like a terrible idea i I mean to so exactly what you're saying to people with bmw somebody's got some common sense Mm -hmm. because they're looking at this going "Eh, this doesn't look like it's going to work out right timeline if, if anything, just focus on the hybrids, honestly. They are the way to go in this For situation. For right now, hybrids are great. Yeah, Exactly. They're more environmentally friendly. Not really. They're not? No. Nope. You still had to put that expensive battery in there that you had to unearth 97 tons of earth to make the thing. Ver- so. Versus the electric vehicle batteries, though. Same thing. They're kind of the same. They're close. They're close? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, what my point is, is this. They're all super expensive. Now- I do agree with you. If you want to, you know, fuel-wise, save the environment from burning internal combustion gases, you you change you want to kind of change your carbon footprint. Then yes, they get way better gas mileage. Mm-hmm. So most of them, and uh, it's a good way to go as far as that goes. And you don't have to plug in, but a lot of those are now plug-in hybrids. So what they do, you plug them in, and not, which is still fine. So the, it's a bigger battery, like you said, more towards the electric vehicle, but it's still right. got the, the, the internal combustion engine mm-hmm. that comes on, you know, here, and that, which is, it's a great option. You're, you're right. I'm just saying it, it's not a perfect option because there is still a bigger carbon footprint on that vehicle than there is on a, just a regular one. We might not have a perfect, you know, solution to this problem for another 50 years or so. But, you know, uh, t- technology will get there soon. As of now, though, we just don't have the technology. Well, I know. And they're working on things, like I said, fuel, like hydrogen. Yep. So, which is a super clean. I mean, there's no downside to that. that. They just mm-hmm. need to get it figured out. So It's pretty expensive as it is. Too, it's expensive it? right mm-hmm. now. That's right. But put a. how about you buy a Nissan uh, Altima hybrid and the battery goes out. The battery is twelve thousand dollars to replace, and the car's worth like four. As long as I'm not in Texas, I'm okay. Then, <laughs> man, did you see that? One hundred seven degrees as a high today. That's ugh. well. And once again, what I was watching, and I kind of snickered to myself, is they're talking about the grid. Like, hey, so we're putting out a public warning there. Right. That, but please don't charge your your electric vehicles. You know, well, that stinks. What if you need to go somewhere? What if you want to drive your car? How's that going to work out? Uber, I guess. No. Uber, great. <laughs> Hopefully the Uber guy is not uh, um, driving a EV. Yeah. yeah. I hope so. <laughs> All right, folks, one 888 344 That's 888-344-1170. Give us a shout. 
anything automotive related we're here to talk to you about we're going to take our uh, last break here you're listening to auto talk radio on the answer san diego 1170 96.1 fm we will be right back after these messages There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. All right, folks. Welcome back to Auto Talk Radio, as we're talking all things automotive. Join in on 888-344-1170. That's our number here, Brendan. Do, doing cool stuff. Correct the mundo. Correct the mundo, as Brendan says. Okay, hey folks, uh, Auto Talk Radio is also brought to you by Interstate Batteries, a battery for every need. They are the highest quality batteries out there. We do not stock nor sell another battery at the West Automotive Group uh, when it comes to vehicle related batteries that uh, are the best. So if you need a, uh, a battery for your vehicle, jump on westautomotivegroup.com. Get an appointment, get in, we'll get you an interstate installed. As stated, they are the best and highest quality automotive-related batteries, for sure. Number one technician-recommended battery uh, worldwide. So, uh, But if you need a battery for any other need, you can browse their storefronts. I'm telling you, they got a battery for everything. Go check them out. 9345 Cabot Drive in Miramar or La Mesa at 70th University. Interstate batteries, battery for every need. Um... This is a great company, too. Really good company. So if you uh, need a battery, get an interstate. Okay, so we're talking about uh, EVs. Um, Can I make a point about the hybrids versus EVs again? Oh, sure. Because right. loving hybrids. Exactly. Uh, EmissionAnalytics.com set, uh, mentioned that they've done a study on uh, hybrids versus uh, EVs, and they found that hybrids are 14 times better than battery electric vehicles at reducing real-world carbon dioxide. Yep. Uh, emissions so i mean that right there to me proves another point that hybrids are better than evs and okay and you need to explain a little bit people are going well how does an electric vehicle produce carbon uh dioxide, dioxide. <laughs> there you go yeah uh well it doesn't but what does produce a lot of carbon dioxide is the trucks and the diggers and all that stuff that have to dig up all the material to make the battery for your ev that's right and that's counted against that car mm-hmm which is a lot. If you ever want to know how much earth has to be unearthed to build one of those electric car batteries, Google it because how many tons of earth is it, Brendan? It said it'll tell you. Oh, on here. Oh, yeah. I have to look up the actual article then to find out. Because the raw about. materials required to build those batteries, every battery is crazy. It's like ninety-six tons of earth or some some crazy to get the minerals to build build each battery. Mm-hmm. So when you start reading that stuff, you go, whoa. That's a lot. That's a lot. Well, uh, what I was going to mention, too, is that like people will argue then, like, oh, well, then we'll eventually get to uh, those electric trucks and uh, those things. But those company, those electric companies are having a tough time budgeting for those companies, those trucks. Like, uh, I don't know uh, if you heard, I think it's Nutellos or something like that. Uh, they're a huge company that keeps getting contracts with uh, waste management uh-huh. uh, and some other big truck companies, and they keep over budgeting uh, how much every vehicle is going to be, and therefore they lose contracts and they're losing business. I think they had to hire a fourth CEO in the last four years because they've lost so much money from that company. And if I, and I would definitely not want to be a part of these startup EV groups. They're losing so much cash as it is. It is such a competitive space as in everything. So. Um, on a business perspective, too, uh, I would. Doesn't sound me. like a good business model to me. Definitely not. No, exactly. Yeah, nobody wants to spend that much money. I'm not investing in them. No, exactly. No, I'm not. Gonna. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, my stocks are out of there for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. Yeah. Um, but no, all in all, um, you you are correct, and and producing these vehicles, like you said, is uh. A mass uh, undertaking, as far as it goes, you know, which is funny because 
a lot of like the waste management trucks and all that, uh, they run on on uh, uh, natural gas, correct? Yeah, which is super clean carbon footprint, mm-hmm. right? But so. they but they wanted to still partner up and try to make electric vehicles out there still. Anyways, is what I was trying to mention. And mm-hmm. that even then, they were saying, "No, it's still too much money. We're not going to do a contract with you anymore." So, well, and the, there's the, the original contract like spent was to make a prototype. That was it, by the way. So far, they were going to uh, after the, if they pass the prototype then they would make a bigger contract out of the whole situation so gotcha that's what that was all about there well so. and there's other things to consider that people don't consider so when you make this trash truck and you add a, you make it all electric and you add these batteries to it the weight of it becomes astronomically higher so you have more road damage road repair there's all kinds of things that go along with uh when you start creating this that most people don't think about until you really sit down and, and consider all of the aspects of creating uh, uh, electric vehicles for, for these larger vehicles. Um, now, those trucks that you're, you're going to – that would be a difficult one. The trucks that work the construction sites and all that, I guess you could charge them up and, and uh, all well, that daily. Again, but, boy, but you again, know, what's it going to take? Yeah, exactly. We, so we already proved solar panels – uh, hydro power that's all not going to be able to power enough power for all this no. equipment as no it is. we're burning gas to produce electricity to charge all these things for an infrastructure that goes down because we're overloading it because we put the cart before the horse and didn't fix that first yeah or, or even more so too uh we still get government funding for charging sites that don't even work anymore people are stealing the copper out of those charging sites and uh no one's going over there to inspect and check to see if these evs or charging ports are still working they're just the city will still collect the money anyways and just call it good and you know no one's ever the wiser besides the people who didn't buy evs it's part of bidenomics yes bidenomics they're going on which for example uh the uh, Biden administration has announced plans to prioritize in-need areas for installation of electric vehicle charges as part of its electrical vehicle program. Uh, the administration has announced plans to prioritize in-needed areas for the installation of electric charges as part of its $2.5 billion electric vehicle program. There was $2.5 billion wasted. Um, the U.S. Department of Transportation is now accepting applications for underserved and disadvantaged areas that would benefit the most for charging stations. What the heck? Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so you're going to put charging stations in places where these. First off, to buy a full electric vehicle is not a cheap endeavor. No, there's no. a lot cheaper cars that are internal combustion engine. Right. As far as that goes, right? right? I mean, so I mean, if, in those areas, these people are not going to go buy electric vehicles. So why do you got to put chargers there? I was going to mention there is this one company who's trying to compete with the Chevy Bolt, which is probably the next cheapest option. Yep. Around what, like forty thousand ish dollars or a little higher? They're they're trying to make a thirty thousand dollar one, but, but you can go buy a a base model Kia Soul. Like gas motor car yes. for like twenty one thousand dollars. Oh yeah, no. Uh, so what, no, if well, you're what in was... a bad situation, you're not going to go buy a forty thousand dollar car when you can buy a brand new twenty one thousand dollar car. Right, right. And it also makes me kind of worry about the quality with that kind of a cheap price because you know that means there were probably a lot more mechanical failures in that situation. I mean, we've like the Leaf is not a very good car as it is as a combustion. <laughs> one, so it's, it's Nissan's. Yes, exactly. Not my favorite car. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just. Uh, that's I know you have a Nissan. I don't mean you to, love yours. Uh, the Rogue is nice and all that for a family vehicle. You there know. you go. Um, but I agree with you on all this, and it's uh, yeah, it's interesting. So, but there's and they spend money on crazy things like this. That uh, the first increment of funding, which comes from 2021 infrastructure law, will make up to 700 million available for chargers and alternative fuel. Includes an additional five billion formula program to install chargers for electric vehicles along highways. Well, that'd be a great idea if it's a highway that there's a lot of electric vehicles drive on. Exactly. How's the grid going to handle it? <laughs> Once again, it all circles back, doesn't it? Right. So, uh, half a million electric vehicle chargers being offered nationwide by 2030. The, qual- the equity focus grants are intended to help both urban and rural areas have access to these charging stations. I can tell you this. I don't think there's a farmer out there that wants to have a Tesla, but, you know, you never know. It is what it is. 
Uh, this is part of convincing Americans to make the switch to EVs is making charging stations visible and accessible in our communities. See, the whole concept that I don't get on this EV thing, all in all, is why? When it's not more environmentally friendly. Right. If you compare a regular an EV vehicle to a regular ICE, its brother and same kind of vehicle, you will know right away in quick order that uh, the EV has a bigger carbon footprint from cradle to grave. We've all discussed that. And you might think that it's going to come down, but all in all, what's required to build these cars takes a lot out of the environment. Yep. So We were just talking about that carbon dioxide earlier in the segment. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, Do you believe that um, electric vehicles will last longer in terms of the mileage? Like in the... like. They're they're predicting the EVs to last five hundred thousand miles. That's insane to me to think that can go that far exactly. But you know, um, do do you agree on that point? And and I know it's way too early to even say because we just started making EVs a few years ago as it is, or we're yeah. you know. Well, I do agree with them on one thing. So so internal combustion engines, you know that and transmissions. There there's things removed from a full EV that you don't need anymore. Right. Now, most EVs now have a m- electric motor on each wheel. Mm-hmm. So there is no there's no transmission. There's no power transfer. There's no internal combustion engine. There's no, no all those wearable parts. They're all gone. So I mean, we still have items like um, AC and all that. The problem with those cars that make them not feasible. Like a Tesla is out of warranty and you lose a battery on it. It's better twenty two thousand dollars or something like that. Right, right. Now the car's not worth twenty two thousand dollars, so it's not going to last five hundred thousand miles because you're not going to put a battery in the thing. You're going to dump it, and there's going to be Teslas in all these junkyards, Mm -hmm. which creates a whole nother problem that costs money. Like because now they have to figure out what to do with these batteries. Can't just crush them like a like and scrap them like a metal. You know, like. Internal combustion cars, they scrap everything out, right, and melt it all down to start all over again. Right. Batteries have to go to a special place, require special handling. There's a lot to it. Mm-hmm. So, And I remember, um, I, I think they've since gone public about what the battery, what's inside those batteries, but mm-hmm. I believe Elon Musk kept it private for so long well, about he not has releasing his, that information about what was inside that battery. It's, exactly. it's not the chemicals inside the battery no that's i not, know that no but no, no, it's but the, the design, design. He, that's he, what I mean. he has a heck of a design mm-hmm. so if you ever look at the, how that battery's designed it's different than a lot of other electric vehicle batteries for sure mm-hmm. he has his own def, definite design and uh smart guy when it came to designing that car i mean obviously so i don't just wish it was more cost efficient once again there is and i'm not there but there's places for evs like i said people that you know what if i i i like I've used this example before, a guy that was a surgeon. He told me, he said, you know, he's got a regular car. He's got an EV. He says it, and it's, he had a Tesla and he's like, you know what? This car is great because I just only use it for work in around town. And he's all, you know, I come home at night, I plug it in. If I get an emergency call, I don't have to worry about does the car have gas or anything. I just unplug, get in hop in and I drive to the hospital, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, which makes a lot of sense, you know, uh, could make a lot of sense for a lot of people. If you're one of these people that, uh, um, is on the go, you know, for the day. Like, let's say you drive 200 miles a day. Um, not a bad idea. It's in town. But if I was you, I'd have another car for traveling if you decide to go on vacation or something. Right. Now, right. y'all could, you, I guess you could just rent a car to go on vacation with. That's one way to do it, too. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like go out and if you wanted to do that. So there's a lot of options. But what I'm saying here is, demanding that everybody drive an electric vehicle is not a good option. That's a terrible option. There's just a lot of us that doesn't fit. So anyway, and of course, the the biggest thing that I find with these mandates and all is we mandate things that are just ridiculous when it comes to cars. Like I, why would you even want to go down this road where you're, you know, so I just, it makes no, no sense. Just one of those things. So um, when talking about this, so, but uh, so many of the people who could theoretically gain the most from the gas and diesel savings of having an electric car are those who will be most impacted by the sticker price, by the lack of charging infrastructure. The sticker price, once again, is a big thing. So that's one of the things that they're talking about as mm-hmm. far as that goes. And once again, I'm telling you, I could never see 
why somebody, I'm telling you, if I'm financially strapped, I'm not going to go spend 40 grand on a car when I spend 20 grand on a car. Right. But, and keep in mind that 40 grand is probably like your, the, the, low, stuff, end. the low end oh, stuff. For yeah. sure. If, if you want What's some, the average price of a Tesla? Tesla's like in the, the like 65. 60s, right? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. I don't know for sure. I mean, but. the one I would really love would be uh, if I is was 85. into EVs is eighty five grand. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. And I don't have that, obviously. No, I mean, no. that, that's more than I make in a and, year. And the same thing for most manufacturers' cars. Like you said, a GM's been doing this for a little bit, so their their Bolt um, is is probably the cheapest car on the market, right? Correct. I'm, correct. And Out how much is it? Forty one thousand. It's going to be for uh uh forty five thousand. Forty five thousand yeah. dollars. That's a lot of money for a little electric car. I'm That's just right. telling you, for me. And, and again, maybe as time goes on with the technology and everything, maybe we might see that price slightly go down eventually. But right now, the demand for EVs is so low, and the demand for hybrids is so high. That's what uh, I've been noticing in the news as of late. So, well, and which you are correct about, um, a way more um, user friendly. You don't have to plug it in. Yes. You don't have to, you know, and you're still uh, saving a lot of fuel, mm-hmm. which all of these ideas come down to me for how much money can I save as a consumer, you know, but I will tell you the cheapest hybrid batteries out there that I've seen are for a Prius. That's because they've been around so long. The hype Toyota Prius hybrid, which is Prius has always been a hybrid, but um, not so for uh a lot of others, I, we see batteries that range. So a Prius battery for for a, a quality battery is around three thousand dollars in that area. To not to replace it for the battery. So and and you can find things cheaper. Remanuf some of these people remanufacturing them are not quality. That's why you come to a quality repair facility when you need your vehicle. So because we know, don't use that. Don't use that. Oh, yeah, we can. So like on. A lot of Toyotas and a lot of manufacturers, we only use OEM remanufactured batteries because of the fact that anything else fails quickly. We learned our lesson. There there was a company that uh, did aftermarket batteries for Priuses back uh, probably about eight years ago. They don't do them anymore because we they were a great, they seemed like it was a, a large company. They got into this and they seemed like they were going to uh, um, kind of take over the market and be a great advantage to... We start putting them in and we start pulling them back out because they they'd fail continuously. Mm-hmm. So um, you got to be very careful with that, knowing the quality of uh, parts uh, uh, that uh, you're putting in the vehicle too. So, but like I said, the, the Prius is probably the cheapest hybrid you can replace a battery on. We've seen I've had Nissan Altimas that were twelve thousand dollars for a battery. I've seen Ford hybrids that are nine thousand dollars for a battery. They're not cheap. So when you have to fix them, that's way more than having to put a transmission in an ICE vehicle. Um, and folks, keep in mind, ICE is an internal combustion engine. So um, the repairs on them can be excessive, which drives the cost up, you know, when it comes to that point. So what you're saying, 500,000 miles, uh, the chance of getting 500,000 miles out of a, one of those batteries is probably minute. I don't know the expected exact life of them, uh, but it'd be cool to know. So. Why don't you well, Google again, that? Google well, uh, the again, expectancy uh, life of the battery no, no, of an no, EV. Well, no, the expect. Well, the, again, everything about the expectancy. They're they're advertising for the fact like they could even be longer, but the keyword is could. That's the thing. Our technology. But I'm talking about the battery life expectancy on an EV, not just a car life expectancy. I, I know. I'm just looking at uh, uh, one of these. Uh, I was just trying to look it up myself just now. And again, everything is just uh, they could last and they could do this. Uh, oh, of course. But I, yeah. And I was also it's fine. Print the brown bottom says, but they don't. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't. I, I was also looking up your uh, the hybrid battery cost for Priuses uh you're on an average of three grand mm-hmm. and then uh for the next most expensive one uh or the next cheapest one is uh, a Lexus hybrid which goes up to six grand so well that's because Lexus battery is a Toyota battery right it's the same battery they I'm not exactly the same each model's a little different but same technology and the reason that Toyota's batteries are lower is they've been doing this hybrid thing a long time. Right. They, the Prius was one of the first hybrids that was out. So, um, yeah, they, they kind of, their cost, they've reduced the cost of the batteries. But you, you're, I'm telling you, some of these are crazy. And then you get, Google the cost of a Tesla battery replacement. You're, you'll choke on your tongue. It's extremely expensive. 
So we're looking at five thousand to twenty thousand dollars. Uh huh. Yep. There you go. Yeah. No. I and most of them I've been told are are up around twenty thousand dollars. So mm-hmm. you know, just one of those things. Man, there was that one story where the guy uh, his battery died, and instead of replacing it, he decided to just put a bunch of dynamite in there and just blow up his tesla instead and be cheaper oh, yeah <laughs> even with the fine for using dynamite in the city <laughs> no 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 he, this was in a foreign country i don't remember oh gotcha yeah, yeah well there you go one of those things so oh folks the week uh the show went by quick we're almost done uh brendan's beating on the window over there and and doing doing fun stuff but uh Great EVs are so easy to talk about though, because there's so much stuff going on with this stuff these days. So seems like every week we get a new update on what EVs we are do happening in this case. We yeah. do, we do, you know. So um, I, I also looked up too. Key is also mentioning that we need to redo the tax benefits for EVs as well too. So another car manufacturer that's speaking up. For well, the right and thing. as I said, like I read the thing, I I believe that they are using uh, uh just like on DMV you get a fuel tax on if you have an electric vehicle shows up on your bill it's like that one said i don't know what state that came from but two hundred dollars per year that's the same amount of tax as if you drove an f-250 uh of fifty thousand miles a year and, and you were purchasing fuel right so anyway we'll see it's hard to say one of those things san diego and everybody else out there keep the rubber side down and the shiny side up we appreciate you joining us here at Auto Talk Radio. Always a great morning with y'all. And uh, thanks for the call in, Bruce, with your questions and anybody else. We will be back live next Saturday, as always. Uh, this has been Auto Talk Radio on The Answer San Diego, 1170 and 96.1 FM. Until next week, keep the rubber side down and the shiny side up. We'll catch you then. answers to all your automotive questions tune in every week at this same time for auto talk with brian bowersock to learn more about brian become a guest or sponsor of the show or if you have additional questions visit the westautomotivegroup.com that's the westautomotivegroup.com and click on auto talk radio join us again next week for more auto talk This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.